Hey everybody, today I'm doing my June wrap up. I am in denial that it is already July. I, I don't even think that those words make any sense coming out of my mouth. Um, but we are literally halfway through the year. This has been the most insane year I think that any of us have had in quite a while or ever. Um, as of today, I have read 62 books, which is very exciting. I have a goal to read 100 books, and I think that I should, unless something super wild ends up happening in the next six months, I should be able to hit that goal. I still have quite a few of the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge books I need to read. I think I'm only like, I only have like 20 out of 30 of those books done, but um, again, I should be reading another at least 40 books or so. So I think that I should be able to get some of those books done. I just need to be a little bit more intentional with the reading that I'm doing, but it's kind of hard. Um, I, I feel like since quarantine started, I've been struggling to read, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with reading a lot of eBooks, like I've mentioned several times, but I, have just kind of been struggling and not exactly wanting to read. And I also think there's like an element of like my husband's home, so I'm spending time with my husband and I'd rather spend time with him than like read and things like that. I was used to having way more like downtime and alone time because he worked a lot of hours and so I could read at any point and never feel like I was wasting time. But I'm trying to enjoy the fact that I have time with him right now. So that's another aspect. And then, um, I don't know, I just, I just, feel like I'm not super in a reading mood and I just like feel like there's just like so much going on that I just almost feel like reading is like too much but I'm also not watching a whole lot of tv either so I don't exactly know what I'm doing with my time um I mean I'm working obviously but um like I feel like a lot of people have been binge watching like the shit out of some shows and like my husband and I are watching a show and then I've been watching like Dawson's Creek obviously and like before that I watched One Tree Hill and so maybe that's what it is is that I'm just like slowly watching seasons of things that I already own but I still feel like before quarantine I was watching like a lot of tv and I feel like I'm not um so I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing with my time or where my hours are going because it's July already and I don't really feel like I have anything to show for it but I don't know. I've also been like doing other things and like trying to be interested in other things and whatever. So I don't know. It's just been taking up some of my time. So I definitely was not motivated to read this month at all. I thought for sure I was not going to read any books, but um, a lot of the books that I read this month are kids books. Surprise, surprise. Um, they are like, I would say a large chunk are all kids books or middle grade books. Um, most of them are books that I read with the kids that I nanny for. Um, I think like maybe one or two were not specifically for that. And I was reading them just for me. Um, and, um, I don't know, but I just, I couldn't really get into a lot of things right now. And so everything that I read was basically, um, for kids, or it was just like a very quick, easy read kind of book. I didn't read anything too in depth or intelligent or, um, anything that's going to like open up my mind very much or like whatever. I didn't, I didn't do a great job with that. And then I also don't think I did a super great job with like inclusivity and things like that, like, which is something that I'm trying to do. I think like maybe in the coming months I will be better at that, but I just think I was kind of in like a little bit of a reading funk this month. Um, I still ended up reading quite a bit of books. I read, um, 12 books this month and then I think there's four that I did not finish. So, uh, I still read a lot, um, but the quality of what I was reading was probably way lower than it typically is. So, you know, just forgive me for that situation. But another thing that I wanted to do is I went through all the books that I've read, um, so far this year and I just wanted to point out um, the different authors. I think that typically um, reading books by people of color and reading books by women is something that people struggle with. I definitely don't have a problem reading books by women um, but I do struggle with reading books by people of color. So I just wanted to point out some stats and then maybe at the end of the year I can compare my stats at the end of the year and see if they have changed, if I actually stuck to trying to branch out and be more inclusive and read things and kind of hold myself a little bit more accountable and things like that. Um, 
So, out of 62 books, 43 of them were by white women, which is a lot. It's a significant portion. Um, I will say, in all fairness, 16 of them are books that I'm, I, I was rereading. So, um, The Goddess Test, The Hunger Games, Divergent, Harry Potter. That's what a lot of those are. But still, you know, that leaves like another like 30 or so that are... Or, I don't know, maybe... I don't, uh, math is not my strong suit. But that still leaves a lot of books that are just by white women, period. So, that's a lot. Um, and then I read eight books by white men. I have read three books by black women and two books by black men. Which is something I want to ramp up in a little bit if I can. And then I've read five books by women of color. Which I think is good. But I guess technically three of those are the two All the Boys I Love Before series by Jenny Han. And then um, I've read one book by a male of color. And that was the book by Khaled Hussaini. So... I think that I want to try to see some changes in these numbers towards the end of the year. And I think that honestly reading some of the books that I need to for my Pop Sugar reading challenge will help me do that. I just need to like pay attention to the books I'm reading and actually be um, a little thoughtful in the books that I read. But I'm a mood reader and this month, as I said, was not like a good month for reading. So I ended up reading garbage and I guess garbage is written by white women. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now and I want to see... What it looks like at the end of the year um, with the second half of the books that I read and kind of compare them and see where we're at. I also just want to quickly say I got a new phone and for some reason I feel like the sound sounds different. I tried to play a couple other clips that I had previously and they sound kind of the same so I think that I'm just being a hypochondriac and um, I'm sure it probably sounds fine but just a heads up if it sounds weird that is why and I just need to figure out how to make an adjustment. Um, I also think it's funny. I've seen and heard a lot of people that are recording podcasts that have to record them in their closets and things like that. And we don't have a closet big enough for me to do that. But um, I think it's funny that like the sound quality is a struggle for people right now. But I don't do anything fancy. I just literally like talking to my phone. So um, and I, I don't think it would sound any different if I were doing fancy things because um, the sound is pretty much the same. I don't, I don't know. Um, and I know that there, there are people that are doing fancy things and their sound quality still kind of sucks. So, um, I don't think me sitting in my closet is going to change anything as far as how this sounds, but I do feel like it sounds a little bit different on this phone. So if it does, let me know if it's a problem, let me know. But I think I'm sure it'll probably be fine. And I'm just being like worrying about nothing. But, um, if it does sound weird, that's why. The first book that I read is called Followers by Megan Angelo. It's all about social media and influencers, like Instagram influencers and things like that. Um, this would have been a great book to use for a book about social media, but I already had one for that. And then it also would be a good book for a book published this year for the whole Pop Sugar reading challenge um, because it was published at the beginning of this year. So this book is about... Instagram influencers and things in like 2015 2016 and there was this thing called the spill where everybody's like privacy was like released like everybody's everything you've ever googled all of your secrets everything that's ever been like on any sort of social media or the internet was like publicly put out there and it sort of changed the way that influencers are able to be influencers like it's very like it's more controlled by the people that are sponsoring you and things like that um and so it like flip-flops between 2015 and 2051 and so it's very futuristic and like there's cameras and things in your head and stuff like that and it's kind of weird um and it just follows like these three girls Orla, Floss, and Marlo and it's just like kind of how social media and being an influencer like has affected them for good or for bad and it's like how they all tie together and things like that and it was actually really really good I was like reading it really quickly and it was really like interesting and um some of like the points of view and things were kind of interesting and it was it, it was a very interesting thing to think about like could this happen in the future how would things like this be in the future um sort of the damage that social media can do and things like that um there's one part where it talks about trump and um she's like spot on like dead on about like how he talks and things and um it's just, it's kind of weird and kind of scary because it's like, oh wow, like this could happen. But it's also like, this was around 2015, 2016. So now it's 2020. So at least like 
this didn't actually happen sort of thing, but um, it was very interesting. And I definitely, I honestly think it was probably one of the best books I read this month. It was probably one of the most entertaining, like slash interesting books that I read this month. Um, so I definitely recommend it. The first book that I did not finish is called Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Nig. I'm not really sure. It's just NG. I always forget how to say her name. She's the person who wrote Little Fires Everywhere and stuff like that. I don't think I like this author. Um, I didn't like Little Fires Everywhere as a book. I kind of want to reread it now that I've seen the show, but I keep hearing that it's not anything like the show. So I feel like I still probably won't like it. She's just, she's very, very wordy and she goes very she goes very in-depth, which should be a good thing, but it's almost like more information than you need sort of thing and like not any of the information that you actually want. I'm not really sure. It just, it's very slow moving. It's very boring. It's very tedious reading. And I feel like that is exactly how this book was as well. Like I feel like they both, um, I feel like there was another one I read by her, but now I can't seem to remember it. Um, the chapters in this book were ginormous. There's like 12 chapters, but like several hundred pages. So it's like, a 50 chapter 50 page chapters and stuff which I hate um and the character point of views were all blended into each other which I actually think she did really well like the chapter would be told from many points of view and it would not even give you like any sort of space in between to let you know like we're moving on from one scene to another she she very she did a very good job like blending them together so she'd be talking about like the mom thinking about the son and then all of a sudden it would be like told from the son's point of view and like I don't really know how to explain it other than for you to read it yourself but I feel like she did a good job like going from one person to the next person to the next person um but it was still super super slow and um I just did I couldn't get into it and I couldn't enjoy it and um, I guess it's basically all around like this family who their like daughter slash sister dies and how they all react to it and like all the things that they go through and the things that happen leading up to it and how this happened and things like that. But it just seems like everybody was like fighting with everyone and everyone was kind of unlikable. The like dad was really hard on his son, but not on his daughters for like no reason. And like, that didn't really make sense. The mom like only liked one of her daughters and not the other one she didn't like the daughter that died and so that's kind of like a thing which that also happens in little fires everywhere so I don't know if that's like something that this author experienced or what and then like the mom and dad have issues like the dad cheats on the mom and the mom is like I, I don't know like trying to rebel again I don't know it's just there's just like a lot of stuff and it just seems like people like everybody in the book is unlikable and maybe that's the point because I kind of feel like that's how it was for little fires everywhere like you don't exactly know who you're rooting for because they all are kind of problematic and I guess that it's like very real in that way but I think that maybe it's too real I don't know but it just like that's not what I want to read like I want to enjoy it I don't want I don't know all of this like drama and stuff so I didn't get super far into it but I knew I just didn't like I think I just kind of don't like this author and I think that sucks but I just didn't like it. The next book that I read is Mockingjay by Suzanne Collins. This is the third book in the Hunger Games trilogy and I also listened to this as an audiobook which is what I did with the first two. Um, I was really excited because I got the um, I got the like prequel, the PNM prequel um, and so I was gonna read that but I started reading that and I was getting confused and there was too many things being thrown at me so I think I also am gonna listen to that as an audiobook. I requested it and who knows when it will get here but um, I don't know something about it was throwing me off and maybe it was just because it's on my phone and I just wanted it in my hand I'm not really sure but um, I'm gonna try that further on down the road but anyway so I was in a hurry to like get through this one because I wanted to read that one and I hated this one I really didn't remember anything that happened in this book I remember that they're in this like bunker situation in 13 I remember that there's like this war and they go to the capital and they try to kill the president and stuff like that but I really don't remember like anything that happens in this book it was so slow and so boring and I don't I don't understand it almost felt like it was just not even necessary like not that the, like, I know that the second book, it didn't end, like, on a final note, and so there needed to be another book, but I just felt like the first half of this book, or maybe even the first, like, two-thirds of this book should have been, like, basically eliminated, and then the rest of the book is what the book should have been about. Um, I feel like the beginning was super, super slow and drawn out, 
and it's basically just like all of this like preparation for them to go to the Capitol and kill, you know, President Snow and stuff like that. And the ending is super sped up. Like it cuts through so much stuff. Like I, I completely missed, and maybe it's because I listened to it super fast, but I completely missed that her sister was killed. I completely missed like that Gail stays behind, that she ends up with Peta. Like all of that stuff just went so quickly and they don't do, like it didn't like super go into detail about like her sister dying and about Gail staying behind and about her relationship with Peta and like how things, like I just feel like that was the story. That was like where the story was and it felt like they just like sped through that and didn't even care that that was like what the story should have been and instead it was just like mostly just like how they're living in District 13 and preparing for battle. And it was just really, I don't know, I I hated it. And I think that that's probably why I probably like repressed some memories because I did not like this book and I'm sure I didn't like it the first time I read it either. Um, I think possibly the first time I read these books, I was frustrated that she ended up with Peta. I probably wanted her to end up with Gail, but I think that there was probably also some part of me that knew that Liam Hemsworth was... Gail and so I think I was just like well he's cuter than Josh Hutcherson so like I want her with him but um reading them a second time I'm definitely team PETA so you know I don't want to hear it if you're not um and I also was really really frustrated at the end where they're discussing there's like this whole like I don't know like um like a Oh my gosh, I can't think of the word, whatever. There's like this little like crew of people and they're all sitting down and they're having a meeting about what to do with the capital and what to do with the Hunger Games and things like that. And um, this new president basically who was kind of struggling for power just the same way that President Snow was. Like she was, she was kind of being shifty and sneaky and only wanted people that were on her side and things like that. And she was maybe not the best person to take over sort of thing. Um, she's like basically the person in this position of power and she suggests that they have a final Hunger Games and they use all of the kids from the Capitol and like President Snow's granddaughter and all of these like high officials so that they all see like how it was and this can be like this is the end like no more Hunger Games and like get them on board with that but to me I just feel very similar to when I was reading the Divergent books and it's like someone was taking over just to do the same thing and it it kept saying like they're overthrowing the people in power because the people in power are bad but then they're doing the same exact thing and then they overthrow those people because those people are being bad and it just like is never ending like the only way to like break the cycle is to be different and even though you have this like instinct to do the same thing because you're hurt and whatever like you have to stop and you have to do the best for everyone and not the best for you and like I could go on and on about this but Katniss says like I guess this is how it was in the beginning like how they were all like sitting around a table discussing the Hunger Games and things like I guess this is like they were having this inner turmoil too like this isn't right and whatever but then Katniss thinks about the fact that her sister was killed and so then she's like yeah and she votes yes in favor of having this like final Hunger Games and I was like are you fucking kidding me like she has gone in twice and she has dealt with so much stuff and has dealt with all of this like being in the hunger games and all of the trauma and like she has she has been there for all of these people that have lost family members in the games and all of these things and she has seen how terrible this is and then because her sister dies like I get it I get it like you're upset and you're emotional but like you can't repeat what everybody else is doing. And the fact that she had gone in and she had seen like the trauma that this did to so many people and the, the way that this affected everyone and the fact that she's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I get, I get that it's like, she is, she's feeling this like need for like justice for her sister and stuff. But it's like, this is the worst possible way for her to be doing this. And after everything, it seems like a total like, 180 from like all of the things like she's the same person who said that she didn't want to have kids because she never wanted them to be in this sort of situation and stuff like that so then like the first opportunity that she has to make it right she doesn't and it's just so frustrating because how like how does that happen like why does that happen I was so pissed off so I still haven't watched the movies I don't know um I think I heard that the movies are pretty good so I'll probably end up doing that but as a whole, it has basically turned me off of the Hunger Games and I'm now annoyed and I don't know that I will ever reread these because I'm so frustrated. I think at some point I might 
like rewatch the second movie because I do like the second movie so I'm not gonna like count that out forever um but as a whole I feel like these books move super slow and the ending is just super frustrating so I will go back to what I said a couple months ago I think Divergent is better and if you disagree with me I would love to hear how that's not true but I'm going to say that Divergent is better and Mockingjay was absolutely terrible so this month I read um, three of the Wings of Fire books, the first three books, um, The Last Prophecy, The Last Heir, and The Hidden Kingdom by Tui T. Sutherland. I'm not sure what this lady's ethnicity is, to be honest. She seems like she's from somewhere, but she's she looks super white, and she um, has, I feel like her name is sounding like she comes from somewhere other than just like America, but um, she also has like a pen name that's like very, I don't, I don't. I don't really know um I feel like there's like more to her but I'm not really sure what that is um but anyway so this series is definitely for kids like this isn't like oh like it's got like adult like I don't know like this isn't a book that I think I would read for fun or anything like that um the way that some of these other middle grade or like you know whatever books are um but they are basically about like these five dragons that are part of this like prophecy and there's all of these different dragon tribes like there's like rain dragons and sky dragons and mud dragon like whatever and they all have different like breeds and whatever but I feel like it's kind of unique and I feel like the backstory is like very well thought out like that they all have their own little things and they all come from all these different like backgrounds and things um and um I don't know I it, it's kind of interesting like it's again it's definitely not something I would be like oh you should read this like this is a good series or anything like that but it's like if you have kids that are interested in it I feel like it's like interesting enough there's there's a lot of like funny banter and some of it I feel like is maybe a little above like what kids should be like here I don't know some of their banter is just like a little interesting um and a little maybe out of kid range but I feel like they're okay. I'm low-key invested and I kind of want to know what happens now that I've read three of them and I'm not sure that I'm gonna like continue reading them with these kids but um there's like 14 books or something. This is like a massive series and I think it goes in like blocks so I think like the first five are about some dragons and the next five are about different dragons and the next five are about different dragons and I'm not really sure but it, it seems to keep going. Um I kind of tend to forget that they're dragons some of the time when I'm reading it like I kind of forget that they're like not people or that they're like I don't know I just think I have this like blurry picture in my head of what they are um I don't know so if you have kids like I think kids really like this series and it's like it's like entertaining enough to like read them because there's like such like heavily thought out backstory and sort of things that happen it's not like I don't know I feel like at some point it's gonna get boring because they're kind of set up all of the same like they're kind of set up with this like they go somewhere there's a problem they fix it like it's kind of like the same it's kind of like Percy Jackson like that kind of series I feel like but I feel like Percy Jackson is even more like grown up than this series so I don't really know maybe I'll let you know if I keep reading these like kind of how it goes but um, I think if you know what the Wings of Fire series is, that means that you're reading it to a kid and you've probably already read it or you've already like done some research or whatever. But if you're not, if you're not a kid or you don't have kids, I, I don't think you should read this series by any means. Another book that I did not finish is, I think I mentioned in my last, um, book podcast is The Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, I really wanted to read this and I wanted to like this. Um, I've heard such great things about him. I've heard such great things about his books, but there was just something it, again, I feel like it kind of reminded me of where the crawdads sing, where it's very like imagery and wordy and it's kind of slow. I feel like this is way more interesting than where the crawdads sing. So if you've been wanting to read where the crawdads sing, but haven't, might I suggest you read this book instead? Not that I think that they're about the same thing by any means, but I feel like they're just very similar in their um, like form and the way that they are sort of thing. Like I feel like this one is very similar to that sort of style of book. Um, and I feel like that book is hot garbage. And I feel like this one probably actually is good. I just, it's not my kind of book. So I just couldn't get into it. Um, I think I will probably try this one again in the future. I'll probably try it as an audiobook. Um, but 
for right now, it's just like too much. And um, I just couldn't, I couldn't get through it. The next book that I read, I absolutely adored. Um, this is um, another one of the middle grade books that I've read. It is Blended by Sharon M. Draper. It's about this girl, Isabella, who is mixed. She has a black dad and a white mom, which I love because that's my sister's situation. And um, it was just it was just a very cute book, S sort of. Um, there, there's a lot of things that are tackled in this book. Um, first of all, like being mixed, um, you know, having two parents that are different races, um, having parents that are divorced, her parents are divorced, and both of them are basically like getting with new people or remarrying or whatever. Um, and so she's dealing with like having two separate families and it kind of, it kind of is set between like her dad's weeks, her mom's weeks. Like she spends a week at a time at both places and like Sundays she has to switch off. And I totally remember that. That was not my schedule. I think Wednesdays were the day that I switched off. I would spend like half of the week with my dad and half of the week with my mom. So I'm always fascinated by different sort of custody arrangements and how that works. I think, I think part of me always wanted to do the one week on one week off thing, but I think that that's almost more difficult on the child because you're spending, you're getting just when you finally are comfortable and feeling like you're at home, then you have to switch and go do the same thing all over again at the other place. Um, so I feel like maybe the half week sort of thing, even though it seemed very disjointed and like very like, you know, disruptive to my like life. I feel like maybe that was like a better situation than, you know, splitting the week the way that, or um, like going one week at a time the way that this book did. But it was interesting to see. I, I haven't read a lot of books about divorced kids. Um, and I think it's something that's kind of interesting to me because my parents are divorced and um, they got divorced when I was eight years old. So um, it's just not really something that has ever been really super talked about. And now I think it's a lot more normalized because I think a lot more people are divorced and things like that. But I think like back when my parents got divorced, it was not as status quo as it is now. So I don't feel like I ever read a lot of books that looked like what my home life looked like and that talked about, you know, um, your parents dating other people and your parents like being, you know, and that's just something that I think like would have been good to like read because I was somebody that was always looking for that kind of thing. So, um, I did really like this book and seeing sort of this point of view. And I thought it was interesting to see like how, you know, cause she's, I think she's probably around my age. I think maybe she was like 11. I'm not really sure. Um, but you know, to see how she's coping with it and she does kind of use it to her advantage. And I think I probably did the same thing, but, um, not to the extent that she does. I think that she uses it a little too much, but um, anytime they're like fighting or anytime there's like a problem between her two parents, she sort of like runs away or like like makes it very like about her. And it should be, like it really should be about the kid and it really should be about their comfort, comfort and safety and things like that. And um, if the parents can't like get it together, then like that's their problem. And like she shouldn't have to be in the middle and like those kind of things, but... Um, I also feel like she used it kind of a lot where she would like throw out this, like, you know, I'm the child kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just handled it differently. And so maybe I'm just feeling some type of way about it. But, um, I, I feel like this book was good. I feel like it was just trying to tackle a lot of things. There's a lot of conversations about race, which I think are really good. Um, she has a black friend and a white friend and that's like her friend group and um kind of some of the things that black people um endure and things like that her black friend there's some things that happen in the book to her black friend and there's some things that happen when she's with her black friend versus when she's with her white friend um and she's sort of starting to notice how people treat her differently when she's with her dad versus when she's with her mom and things like that um and so like I think there's like a lot of good like race conversations and there's a lot of good like divorce and like separated parents and things like that kind of conversations um there's I feel like the girl I feel like it's written like very well like it's written in this girl's like voice and I feel like it's like very um she's she's kind of witty she's kind of funny and like I feel like it's very like easy entertaining to read sort of thing the ending was a little 
a lot. Um, there's this like really, really big thing that happens at the end. And I think it's like super crazy given what's going on in our world at this very moment. And, um, like things like with George Floyd sort of hit a little close to home in the end of this book. Like I'm not trying to give it away, but like it is what it is. Um, and so it was a little wild to read some of the things that happened in the end. And it kind of is crammed together. Like the book is kind of, it's not slow, but it's, it's all leading up to, she has this like piano recital at the end of the book. Um, and then the last ending, like the last couple of chapters, it's like, boom. And there's this like really big thing. And then it speeds through. And I don't exactly like that. I wish like they would have taken more time to like sort of dig, like dig into the situation and kind of talk about how it affects her like in the future. Um, but there's a very important, like very wild event that happens at the end. And I think that this is a very good book for kids to read if they're learning about race for white kids to, to read if they're learning about race and things like that. Like, I think it's like a very timely sort of book. Um, and I was sort of reading, I think that this book was inspired by real events, like that the author had, the author is like in her like forties or something at this point. But, um, I think that, I think that like a lot of the messages in this book are really good. I think it would have been maybe better if she focused on one or like, but I mean, I guess that's like kind of reality. Like this girl is, you know, not just a product of divorced parents, but she's also a product of, of biracial parents. And she's also, I mean, and so like those things don't stop just because you want to focus on like one issue. Like, you know, there's, you know, this girl deals with the fact that she has a black mom or a black dad and a white mom she also deals with the fact that she has divorced parents so I guess like in, in like one way you know people don't get to pick and choose and they don't get to focus on one problem at a time so I guess it's probably written that way for a reason I'm assuming this like exact situation is what she dealt with but um I don't know I just thought it was very good and I think that if you have any kids that um want to learn or that you want to um encourage to learn a little bit more like I think that it started it would start very good conversations about very many topics um I saw this book I follow this middle school um librarian and she was talking about it and she was talking about like how good it was and um she has a ton of other books that she's recommended that I'm also excited to read and this is why I'm reading these like middle grade books because this book was good this was probably other than followers this was probably the other good like probably the only other good book that I read this month honestly so um I think that's saying something because it was written for children Another book I did not finish that I was so excited to read is The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Um, this is another one of those like book of the month club books that was advertised and it looked like so good and so exciting and so entertaining and I feel like people were like, oh my gosh, this was so good. And so I was really excited to read it, but I quit halfway through which this book was like fairly long. So I think halfway was like 250 pages or something, but I was like so, so over it. Um, it's basically like, this island in Ireland where um, there's this wedding taking place and it is told from a lot of people's points of views. Um, there is the people that own this like property on this island and they're like the only people on the island and they've made this like wedding venue and they're having their first wedding there. Um, it's kind of like an inn or something where people can stay and then they can also have like a an event or something. Um, and the people that are coming to get married are a magazine owner and this like TV star who does this sort of like wild whatever like kind of like naked and afraid or like something like that where you're like this like celebrity who does these like I don't know like weird expeditions in the wilderness and like all these like you know really like far out things and stuff I don't know so they're like kind of big like celebrities basically they're kind of like a hot commodity so to have them be like the first people to have a wedding it's like a big thing or whatever so there's all these people that come for the wedding there's family members that they have issues with and there's friends that they have issues with and there's like kind of all these things and it's told from all these points of view and I kind of just realized I didn't like anybody in the book like I didn't like any of the characters I was frustrated with like all of the characters um and I just realized I got to a point where I just needed to stop um I figured out like one of the plot twists fairly early on and then um I was like waiting very slowly agonizingly like just waiting for them to finally come out and say it there were so many times that they were like 
we went and had a conversation, but then like they didn't, they didn't talk about it. Like she just like wouldn't say it. And so I knew that there was something coming, coming and I knew what it was and I was really frustrated. Um, I ended up looking up the spoilers and I think it's interesting how they end up tying everything together because a lot of the people, it seems like, what do they have like tying them together to make this like a story? So I feel like they did a good job with that. Um, but it was definitely not an interesting enough, like sort of ending for me to like want to finish it and want to get through it. Um, and again, like I kind of figured out like the, the first thing and I think I would have figured out the rest of it too. So just like not great. And it, it was kind of frustrating cause I was interested, like I was excited to read a book that took place in Ireland and like, um, you know, a different country. Like, I feel like that's something as far as being inclusive, like I want to read books that take place in other countries, but this one just did not do it for me. The next book I read is The Boyfriend Project by Farah Roshan, I think. I'm not sure. Um, I really liked this book. I thought it was really cute. Um, I think it's the first, like, rom-com or, like, romance or chiclet or whatever that I've actually liked and read and finished in a really long time. I feel like I keep starting them and being like, mm, no, this is annoying or, like, this is weird or this blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like I keep running into problems. This is another book of the month book club book, but this one I actually really liked. It is about this black woman named Samaya who works in STEAM. She works in technology. STEAM, STEM, uh, STEM, it's STEM. It's STEAM when you add the A. Um, she works in technology. She works for like a technology company and I think that's amazing and that's something that's like super highlighted in this book is that one, she's a woman working in technology. Two, she's a black woman working in technology and I really, really like that um, because typically women are not, typically black women, you know, things like that. So um, that I really liked and this is actually a prompt, um, a woman working in STEM is one of the prompts for the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, so this was awesome. Um, and I really, really liked it. I really liked her voice. I liked I liked her banter with the people. I liked the relationships that she has with the people in the books, with the guy, with her friends, with her sibling, with the, her sister, her family. Um, I really, really, really liked it. I really liked that she is like a strong, independent woman. She's successful. She's trying to be a good example to people and to people that come after her like she's trying to like hold hold up the fort and like all of this for like everything like I really really like it um and like she's like you know I said she's very successful but like she has like a really nice condo and a really nice car and she has like really really nice things and she does really well for herself and um she kind of they kind of mentioned like her parents wanted her to be a teacher because they're teachers and she she like went to teaching school and then decided that she didn't or teaching school like she went to school to be a teacher and decided that she didn't want to do that and then went to and did like more schooling and so like the fact that she like it just seemed like she was like very um like accomplished and she just like continued on and and didn't you know wasn't like no this isn't what I want to do and like she was like okay fine like I'll do this and then I'll also do that and like she just seems like she's just like willing to take on anything and do anything and she like moves up the ranks at work and she like does really well and like all these things and like I just really liked that. Um, I really, really liked her as a character and I really, really liked, like, I really liked most of this book. Um, then there's this guy, Daniel, who is like the love interest in the book and he is working for like, kind of like the CIA, but like financial CIA. I, it's called something, FinCEN or something, I don't know. Um, and they are investigating the technology company that she works at and so there's like kind of this like, you know, undercover situation happening. Um, but I really, really liked it and I liked their relationship and, um, I don't have hardly any complaints. The, the only thing that, well, actually there are a couple, I guess. Um, the ending was weak. The ending was terrible. Like it was, it was too much too soon wrapped up really quickly and I don't think that it, it worked. Um, and then there's like this weird ending that makes it seem like there's going to be another book. And I looked it up and I guess it's going to be a series. So they kind of end this one part like open-endedly, which I think is weird. And I would have hoped, like, I would have liked to see like what happens like after like the, the ending point in this book. Um, so I guess like the only way to see that is to then read the next book. I don't know, but I don't really have a strong desire to read the next book because I feel like it's going to be focused on her friend instead, like a different character. So, and like, I didn't really like relate with this character. So like, I just don't really see me wanting to read the next book per se. 
Um, another problem that I have is that this book is written in third person and I don't think it should have been written in third person because um, instead of them being able to think things, to think like, oh God, why did I just do that? Like, and have it be written in like italics, it they, they have to say all of the things they're thinking out loud. So there was a ton of a ton of times when they were talking to themselves like they would just be walking and instead of like walking and like thinking about something they would walk and they would have to say like god why did I just do that under their breath and like I don't know about you but I'm not very often like talking to myself and like like saying all the things that I'm feeling while I'm just like casually doing something else like those are things that you think in your head usually so it was super like cringy that they just continually both of them Samaya and Daniel both like all of their thoughts were said out loud because it was written in third person and it's like why didn't you just not write it in third person and save yourself this like embarrassing like sort of setup and then another thing is they there there's all this talk about like them biting their lip before they like say something to each other or like whatever and it's like I don't do that. Like people don't do that. Like maybe one time, maybe like one time when you're like in like some sort of situation, but like every single time it reminds me of, um, the after series with Anna Todd where like Hardin constantly bites his lip and like whatever. And it's supposed to be like pouty and sexy and like whatever. And it's like, why are we doing this? Like, this is not, and it's like, it almost makes me feel like she like didn't have another way. Like she couldn't think of anything else to say to fill this moment. Like any, any or other, like, body motion or facial like like something like like I don't know it just it seemed bizarre to me so I hated that and I was it was like kind of cringy but other than that I really liked the story and I really liked the characters and I really liked um the way that they communicated and talked to each other and their banter and things like that so um I do recommend this book but just kind of be unawares of the kind of cheesy couple of things like that that happen. Another book that I did not finish is called Fleshman is in Trouble. Fleshman is in Trouble. It's a really weird name. I'm not really sure. It's basically just about this guy, Toby Fleshman, Fleshman, something. Um, and he is getting a divorce or is divorced from his wife. And um, it starts out okay. Like it, it's talking about how he's like finally putting himself back out there and he's meeting other women and he's having a lot of sex and like whatever. Um, and then his wife drops the kids off a day early and he's like, what the fuck? Like I was supposed to go on a date tonight, but whatever. And then like his wife kind of disappears and doesn't come back to pick them up on her day. And it's like, I think like, I think a large part of this book is like trying to figure out where his wife is and like what happened. And it's so it's saying like, like Toby Fleshman is in trouble. So it's saying like he's in trouble because his wife is missing. And then it's like, she's in trouble because she's missing. And then it's like, I don't know. Um, it, it's just kind of, it was just kind of, I don't know. I was interested. However, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of sex in this book. Like he is sleeping with a lot of people and he is like texting with a lot of people and sexting with a lot of people and he is on all these different apps and he is trying to find something like it is a lot it's like every single page is talking about him like masturbating and him and it's just it is a lot um but I didn't super mind it because I liked the way that the the book was written like I liked the writing and it was easy to read and it was not it was a whole lot coming at you but it wasn't um I don't know it was tolerable I guess I don't really know how else to say it it was fine but then I started realizing that it was told from a weird point of view it wasn't told from his point of view but like you kind of forget that it's not told from his point of view because it's literally saying like verbatim like what happened um but then there's a couple times where it says like well this is what he told me or blah 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 and like you realize like it's not him telling the story and you end up realizing I don't think this is giving anything away that it's told from the point of view of his like really good college like friend that's a girl um that he kind of like reconnects with after his wife leaves I think just his friends but I'm not sure um and so then like the point of view is kind of weird like why she's telling the story and I guess it's sort of like she's talking about like his troubles and like that's what the point I don't know it's just kind of weird and then I got 100 page in, pages in and it was still just like literally just sex and nothing else and so I was like okay 
I'm done. It's just like not that interesting. But I kind of flipped forward and I kind of saw like a couple things that happen. Um, and it seems like it's kind of interesting. So I feel like maybe one, if you're a guy, like if my uncle wanted to read this, like I feel because he likes to read. So if you're listening to this, I feel like you would maybe like this. Um, and like, I feel like maybe it's like better for a guy because it's kind of like a guy's like point of view sort of, even though it's, I think it's written by a woman and it's, I don't think I wrote down who the author is, but it's written by a woman, I think. And it's like, I guess told from a woman's point of view, but I think it's more like a dude and like being newly divorced and like getting back out there and things like that. Um, I think that it probably was interesting. I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I was just, it was just enough. I was done. The next book that I read, I definitely read to read to the kids that I nanny for, but I think I should have already had this on my list to read and I'm glad that I ended up reading it. It's Wonder by RJ Palacio. Um, I saw this book when it first came out. Actually, I think that's a lie because I think I was under the impression it just came out like a year ago and it actually came out like five or six years ago. Um, I saw this book on like a bestseller sort of situation at the library once and um, I was aware that it was supposed to be good but it looked like it was very childish so I never picked it up because the front is like the cover is like a cartoon sort of illustration so I think I just thought that it was like more childish and so I never picked it up. I know that they made a movie about it but I never like was super interested in the movie or anything um, but the book was actually really good it is about this boy named August who has like a combination of different genetic disorders that are all mixed together that sort of change the way that his face looks from the average person. He has like, I think something about a mandible. I don't know what your mandible is. Something like cleft palate and like he doesn't have any ears and his eyes are really droopy. So they're like way lower. And so he just kind of looks a little odd and um he is going to school for the first time he's been homeschooled but like his parents are finally at the point where they think that he should meet people and be out in the world and sort of think that he can handle it and um so it he goes to school for the first time and um you know deals with kids looking at him the way that a kid probably would if they saw someone who looks different and um I don't know. It was, it was good. It was told from different points of view. It was told from like his point of view and it was told from his sister's point of view and then his friends and her friends and like sort of that whole world. And it tied them all together very well. Like I feel like it all made sense. Um, it was, it was, I was pretty emotional. It, it made me cry a couple of times and, um, I feel like it's a good book for kids to read, to kind of learn about people that have differences and, um, whatever I found the kids that, um, I was reading it to were, you know, feeling a little sad that he was being treated the way he was being treated sometimes. And like at the beginning, I think that they were a little like, Whoa, like what's it like, why does he look like that? And they, at first they were the way that kids are where they're just like, I don't get it. It's not familiar. You know, why does he look that way? Whatever. But then towards the end, um, I think it did its job and they were feeling compassionate and um, wanted good things for him and were excited when good things happened and things like that. So um, I think it's a good book to read with kids. And I cried and I thought it was good. And I think the movie's probably also just as good. So I want to watch the movie too. Um, it has Julia Roberts in it, which is like, whoa. Um, and also her, she's married to Owen Wilson, which seems super bizarre to me, but whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm very interested to, to see the movie and I definitely recommend this, especially if you have kids. I definitely recommend this book. The next two books that I read are in the Wild Robot series. It's The Wild Robot and The Wild Robot Escapes by Peter Brown. Um, these again, I was just kind of looking for something to read to the kids. They really like books. So it was like, we were reading a ton. Um, and the first one, it's basically like these books were definitely for kids. Like these are not books that I would recommend to read like as an adult, just like wanting to read like, um, sweet books like blended or anything like that. Like these are definitely like for kids. Like there's not anything for adults in these books. And, um, they're written like almost little poems. They're not poems. They're, but they're just very short chapters and they're just like little snippets and it, they almost are like tiny little stories in themselves. Um, so there's like, I think like 80 chapters or something in the first one, but it's like 
each chapter is like a page or two and there's like little illustrations throughout the book and um it's kind of just like little tiny stories that all add up to a big story kind of I mean it, it is just like a, a regular book but um it just sort of goes through day to day like this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and it's just sort of monotonous um but it was a sweet book the first one the wild robot the first one um it's like this robot that ends up like there's like a I don't know, an accident or something, and this robot is being shipped somewhere, and then, like, a couple of these robots end up, like, crashing onto this island, and this robot is the only one, Roz, she's the only one that, um, like, makes it, and then, like, these otters accidentally, like, turn her on, and so she, like, is, like, on this island with no people, and it's just animals, and I, I believe that this is set, like, very into the future, like, there's a lot of robot activity in the world, um, like robots do all the work for humans in this future and stuff like that. So I think it's that like way into the future, but, um, it's basically just like her on this Island and, um, her interaction with the animals and things on the Island and it's sweet and it's, it's okay, but, um, it's not like anything great, but the second one is called the wild robot escapes. So spoiler alert, <laughs> um, something happens and she's going to need to escape. Um, but, um, this one, the second one was way, way, way better. I liked it a lot better. I feel like there was more of a story. The first one is just like her learning how to talk to animals and her learning how to build a house and her, it's like very like, okay, whatever. But on the second one, she has like an agenda. There's like a purpose and, um, it's very, very sweet. And I got very emotional a couple of times and it's hard <laughs> when you're reading books to kids and kids aren't aware that they're, um, they're like things that are kind of emotional. It's not like I want to sit there and be like crying in front of kids, you know? So I like, like got really like choked up and like, I'm like trying not to cry and stuff like that. But there were a couple, there were a couple times in the second one that I was like, Oh my God, my heart. Like it was just so, so sweet. So again, like these are books that I would only read with kids. These are not books I would recommend to read alone. But if you do read the first one and you're like, eh, this is whatever, like, because I don't think it's that great. Just read the second one anyway, because the second one makes up for the first one. And the second one is super sweet. And it's just like, it like really makes you like emotional. And I, I think that, you know, kids liked it. The kids were like really excited to hear it and, um, whatever, but I definitely like the second one makes up for the first one. So I definitely think you should read both. If you read one, two more books that I read are the perfectionists and the good girls by Sarah Shepard. I guess this is like a series. It's the perfectionist series. Um, it's weird to me that there's only two books. I feel like typically if there's a series, there's like a lot of books or there's three books, but for there to be two books, I feel like is kind of weird. And it's almost like, well, why didn't you just put it in one book? Like what was the purpose of making it a two book series? I don't know, especially Sarah Shepard who has like the lion game, which I don't think that was that great, but there's like eight books and then like pretty little liars. There's like 20 books. So to have a series and have there only be two books seems a little off brand for Sarah Shepard. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm not really sure. Um, so this is what the show, the perfectionists on ABC is based off of, I guess it's not called ABC freeform. Um, and this is different from the show. I watched the show when the show came out knowing, which is really weird, knowing that there was a book that I didn't read. It's really, it's very rare for me to do that. Um, but I watched the show and the show is different from the book. And I don't remember, of course, because I have a goldfish brain, I don't remember most of the show. Um, but I do remember that it's definitely different from this book on the show. There's two girls and a boy plus Allison and Mona from pretty little liars. And then in the book, Allison and Mona are not in this book because this was a totally separate, um, I think this took place in like Seattle, Washington or something, whereas Rosewood is in like Pennsylvania. So they're not even in the same universe, to be honest. Um, so Allison and Mona are not in the book and then there's no boys. It's five girls. So I guess like this was their way of rounding it out and making it like five people was for them to add Allison and Mona and then for them to add a boy. Um, the boy character is definitely... Um, one of the girl characters in the book. Um, they just changed it to make him a boy. Like he's definitely that character. Um, and then I also thought it was interesting, like some of the characters that I know are in the show are also characters that are in the book, but they're changed. Um, Taylor in the show is 
Nolan's sister, but Taylor in the book is, um, what's her name? Caitlin's brother. So it's like they, they picked some of the same names and, and even some of the same storylines for some of these characters, but they, um, change them and whatever for the show. So I think that's kind of interesting. I think it's kind of neat that they were like, okay, we'll just take this person and make her a guy or make her a girl or like whatever. Like they changed it a little bit, but they still kind of kept the same things. And obviously they have to do that to make a show make sense because I had to take notes. Like I have like a whole list of notes that I was taking because for some reason with Pretty Little Liars, it, and maybe it's because I read the books and then watched the show and then I don't know maybe but I think I read the books like quite a while before I watched the show so I'm not really sure but for some reason Pretty Little Liars I feel like one because there was only four girls instead of five girls but like one I feel like I, I just feel like it was easier to pay attention to who was who and who was dating who and whose family was who and stuff like that and I feel like this book um the first book it like introduces like all five of these girls, all five of their relationships, all five of their families, all, and it's just a fucking lot. And so I was taking notes trying to keep track of like, who's this one, who's that one and whatever. And it's kind of hard because um, I also have this like idea in my head that I know who some of these people are based on seeing the show. So it was just like kind of a way for me to keep track. But I feel like these books were like quick, fun, easy to read books, like the way that Sarah Shepard is like, Pretty Little Liars, I think, hands down. If you are just looking for, like, a, like, sort of, like, easy, beachy, just, like, want to read and, like, want to just, like, not be in your head and, like, whatever, like, those books are really good and they're really easy and fast to read. Like, you can read one a day, I feel like. Um, and these I kind of read pretty, I think I read these in like, you know, two days or something. So they're really quick, easy reads, but they, they just, like, they're just enough, like, sauce and like gossip girl and like whatever for you to be like oh what's gonna happen even though you kind of have an idea and like you're like okay like I'm sure it's just this like you know whatever it's still like entertaining I have a question for Sarah Shepard like what the deal is like why all of her books like people are dying left and right in them and like why all of her characters are like murderers um because that is like a thing that happens like people are dying left and right in this fucking book and it's just like uh okay um so I really, really liked like the style of the writing, the setting, the, the themes. Like I, I really liked all of that. It was very similar to the way that the Pretty Little Liars books are written. This book was written in 2015. So I think the Pretty Little Liars book started in 2005. And I'm not sure when the Lion Game book started, but I know that the Pretty Little Liars books continued after 2015. So there was some overlap a little bit, but I think they continued after 2015. I guess I'm not really sure. Um, but these definitely came second and I almost feel like these should have come first. So I, I don't know, I guess she just had like more ideas for Pretty Little Liars and wasn't continuing and wanted to keep going and I don't really know. Um, so the first book is kind of like introduction, introducing all the characters and then like there's a bunch of things that happen and a lot of things are kind of left open-ended. And then the second book is where it all gets wrapped up and like they figure everything out and everything happens and like whatever. I saw the ending coming fairly early I kind of realized like what the ending was but there's like another little twist that goes in with the ending that I didn't foresee until I think I kind of started to realize that as well like towards the end but it was still good it's it's like I said it's like when you're reading um at some point I've said this like when you're reading like chiclet like you know they're gonna end up together like if they're enemies and they're like stuck together you know they're gonna end up together and you don't care that the ending is ruined like because you're reading it because you know they're gonna end up together it's kind of like the same thing like this like I know more than likely that like the person who did it is someone they know and like there's a reason why they're doing it and like stuff like that like with like Allison De Laurentiis and the Pretty Little Liars and stuff like that so it's just like you kind of know what's coming but you don't care that you know what's coming because it's just like very quickly gonna cut. I don't know. So I did like these books. Um, I definitely like the Pretty Little Liars books more, but there's way more of them. So if you're just like not up for reading Pretty Little Liars, you could read these. Um, I don't think they're super connected to the show. I almost feel like I need to rewatch the show because I really cannot remember what happens like almost at all. 
which is really sad because the show is like not even a year old yet. So um, I guess maybe if you haven't seen the show, maybe before the second season comes out, maybe if you want to read these, like, you know, if you're, if you like the show, maybe you could read these. I don't know. Um, but I mean, I think that they're decent. I have like a love hate relationship with Sarah Shepard, but I, I like the way that she writes. Um, but I have like, you know, like I have an issue that all of her series are the same and it's like everything's death and everybody's killing and whatever and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I think at the end of the day, like I like her writing enough that it's like whatever. And it's just like fun, easy, whatever to read. The last book that I read this month is Dear Girls by Ali Wong. And I listened to this one as an audiobook. Um, this is something I highly recommend if you are reading a book that is by a celebrity, more than likely there's an audiobook and you should definitely listen to the audiobook because books are always better when they're read out loud by the person that wrote them because they read them in exactly the way that they're supposed to be read. Like every single pause, every single joke lands just the right way. Like everything is completely perfect because it's by the person who wrote it. Um, so I listened to this. I've seen Ali Wong's Netflix specials. I think she's really funny. Um, and I've had this kind of like floating around in my brain that I wanted to get or listen to or whatever, but I, for some reason haven't. And so I was like, what am I doing? Why am I not listening to this? So I downloaded it and listened and I loved it. Um, it is basically, it's dear girl. So it's like a letter, it's like letters to her daughters and it's letters that are very candid and, um, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's basically her way of writing a book about her life, writing her own like sort of biography situation. But instead of making it just like a biography where she's like, this happened and then this happened, it is her writing just like letters to her daughters explaining different events that have happened in her life. And I think that that's really clever. And I think that that makes it a little bit more interesting than a typical sort of, you know, book like this. Um, also her being a comedian, I think it was funny. Um, some of the stories that she tells and the way that she, she tells them is funny. Again, I'm listening to this in like two times speed. So it was like super fast. And so her jokes were hitting like really quickly, but they still were like really good. Um, I think that if you're gonna listen to this or read this, you should definitely watch her Netflix specials first. She references them a couple of times, but I think it's just like a good way to get like an overall feel of who she is. Big sigh, Jameson, big sigh. Um, so I think it's like a good way to get like the overall feel of like who she is and stuff like that. Um, she has absolutely no filter, which is I think what makes her who she is. Um, she will tell you literally anything about everything. She will tell you like just like how much it hurts to have childbirth, like to give birth. And she will tell you all of the things that are going on in her vagina at any given moment. And she's just like very unfiltered and I freaking love it. It's so interesting. It's so funny. Um, she does not discriminate. She does not care. Like she will tell you everything about everything. And I also think it's funny cause she talks about the other people that she slept with too. And like, this is quote unquote, a book for her daughters. And so it's kind of funny that she's like, well, I slept with this one guy and I slept with this guy and I slept with that. And it's just like kind of funny. Um, but there are a couple stories that I really, really liked. There's one story where she's talking about like Vietnamese families and that they all live together like many generations and they all take care of each other and they have like built in childcare that way. And like, your parents raise you to then turn around and raise them. And I thought that that was kind of sweet. And I was kind of envisioning what that would be like if like I had a kid and like my mom lived with me and my grandma lived with me and things like that. And I think that my husband is probably listening to this in the other room. Like, Oh God, please. No, that's too many green women in one room. But, um, I just thought that that was kind of sweet and it was kind of neat to hear about that. And again, I, I'm not listening to this book to listen to a woman of color talk and tell her story, but it is when you are listening to people that are different cultures and things than you, then you hear different things. And so it, it was interesting to hear about that. And then there's this one part where she references my girl and I just think it's so funny. And she's talking about her husband and her like yelling at this guy and they reference my girl and how Thomas J is murdered by all of the bees. And, um, it's just really, really funny. So I like this book. I think you should definitely listen to it. And I think you should watch her specials first. And um, yeah, I just think, I mean, I, I think this is probably one of the best books too. I keep saying that of all these books. Like there wasn't a lot of books, but they're, I don't know. This was very good. It was very, and it's short. It's like not very long. It's like, you know, I, I mean, I listen to it faster than the average person, but it's still not very long and it didn't take me very long to get through. So um, it's like a quick little funny book to listen to.
so those are all the books that I read or attempted to read in the month of June. I have no idea what books I'm going to read in July and I kind of have a feeling July is going to be very similar to June and I'm just going to be reading whatever I feel like I can get in. Um, I feel like we're going to have a little bit of a rocky July. We have a lot of stuff going on right now so I feel like my reading is not going to be great. I feel like it's possible that my audiobook reading is going to go up because that will maybe be what I have time to do. Um, but I guess we'll see. I know that there are a ton of books on the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge that I want to read, and there are a ton of books that are going around right now just to learn about um, Black Lives and things like that that I'm trying to read. And um, I don't know, there's a lot of books I want to read. I saw something that said, for every book I finish, I add three books to my to-be-read list, and I think that's super, super accurate. Um, I feel like it's never-ending. I feel like I could fill a whole book with all the books that I want to read, and sometimes it's frustrating because I know that that's not going to happen. There is just never going to be enough time for me to do that. So I'm not really sure what July is going to look like, but until then, ciao!